everyone. Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. We are here with a rerun. Woo! Woo! (laughs) We decided to take a summer break because life is crazy, and it's really hard to take a vacation for Marcus and I because that week that we get off, we just do the week before. So we really do like two weeks worth of work in one week. Right. And so to try to put a podcast episode in was feeling a little overwhelming. So the three of us talked and decided we would replay one of our and a fan favorite episode, one of our most popular episodes. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to the Iron Bean Nation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murder the, Coffee. The mm-hmm. Murder Coffee Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What a cheerful episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we learned, that's definitely a great episode. We learn a little bit about coffee and murder. and A little bit <laughs> about the about history of, like, humankind's fascination with murder and true crime mm-hmm. yeah which i thought was actually really interesting yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And more of a curiosity so without further ado um we hope you enjoy this our most popular episode one of our most popular episodes murder coffee and then we'll be back next week with one of our regularly scheduled episodes brand new super fresh we don't know what it's even going to be yet it's so fresh do you have an idea? Oh, cool. Because yeah. I'm the next one, right? Well, right. I thought maybe we were just skipping over you. I thought this was maybe an elaborate oh. trick to get out of doing your week of research. A oh. ruse, if you will. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, we're just going to replay one of my old episodes. Right. And then it's my turn again? Mm. Hmm. 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 Well, we'll talk about that. So <laughs> nobody knows what's coming next week. Not even us. Yeah. So if you want to find out, tune in. Two ne- weeks. We'll two be weeks. releasing it. And it'll be great and fun. And in the meantime, enjoy this episode. And we will enjoy our vacation. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> and I will enjoy running the coffee company in their absence. Uh-huh. Steph's <laughs> going to get a taste of CEO. <laughs> a three-letter uh, taste. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Welcome to No Bad Reviews, Colin, a coffee podcast. Love it. <laughs> Is it a punk rock episode? <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, I'm Jenny, and I run all of the operations at a coffee company. And I'm Marcus, and I am also a runner of roastery equipment and, you know, doing the thing, Jen- Jenny and Steph. I'm looking at, <laughs> and you are an award-winning coffee roaster. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. And soon it's going to be time to start working on this upcoming. Oh, oh. very excited about that. Mm. So upcoming for Modest rewards. Coffee, we will, that's a company in case you guys didn't know. Um, we are going to be starting all of the roasting and the preparations for Good Food Awards. So this last year, we didn't get to release mystery bags. This year, we're going to release mystery bags again, which is going to be fun. This is like an in-air ad. You know a host read ad when yeah. they do that, when they slip an ad in? Mm-hmm. But we're going to be transparent about it. That well, I, we, guess I didn't intend ad. for this to be an ad, but here yeah. we are. <laughs> uh, I'm Stephanie, and I also work at a coffee company that I don't need to advertise. Yeah, why not? Don't. <laughs> this is a podcast. We're three pals. We work together at the same place. We're coffee professionals. And uh, so we're here to try a coffee. We're going to give it no bad reviews because there's something good about every coffee deep down inside. <laughs> Right? Yeah, for Somehow, sure. We'll yeah. find the good in every coffee. Sometimes uh, the good is the whiskey. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That's look, in the coffee. Ooh. Look, we're not here to say which way is the best way to enjoy coffee. We're just here to find something not bad to say about it. You know, it is the journey, definitely, not mm-hmm. the destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful, you guys. Yeah. yeah. We're poetic this morning. Yeah. <laughs> poetic punk rockers. Uh-uh. Do we have any clarifications, guys? Okay, so we recorded these episodes out of order, so I can't make a clarification about the last episode because it hasn't aired yet. (laughs) So I'm going to make a prediction. After drinking the quote-unquote coffee in the next episode, I will have a tummy ache all day. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I do have one clarification that I am massively embarrassed about. Oh, no. What did you do? And I'm surprised we only had one person shouting at us. I said George McFly went back in time. It was Marty McFly. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. None none of us caught it. When I was called out about that publicly on the internet, I was, first of all, how did I make that mistake? Mm. One of my favorite movies of all time. Watched it on repeat as a kid. (laughs) Loved that movie. Don't know how I made that mistake. It was Marty McFly that went back in time and invented rock and roll. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, thanks, Eric, for clarifying me. I appreciate it. Um, I think that's the only clarifications that I have. Yeah, I haven't made any mistakes. I'm happy yeah. to report. <laughs> well, we haven't been called out on anything. Accurate. Yeah, and I think we're caught up on a lot of things that we were wondering about. Um, let's see. You can give us money if oh, you want. Time help. to make the bacon. Already? I guess so. You're sure. Just rolling along. This yeah. Morning. Great. I mean, why drag this out? Cool. Um, if you want to help us buy questionable coffee and listen to bonus episodes called Love It or Leave It. Um, that is going to be on patreon.com slash no bad reviews pod. Today, we're going to be trying nudge ch- coffee chocolate things. Yay. I have no idea what they are, but Steph sent it and was like, these look interesting. If you don't want to listen to episodes, but you still like us and want to help us buy questionable coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash no bad reviews pod. I think it was last week that we announced that you can buy a mystery box of past products. We also decided to extend our subscriber giveaway. And so today we're going to go ahead and pick a name and we're going to send you a mystery box. Oh, this is very exciting. These mystery boxes are going to be fun, though, just like little baggies of previously sampled on the episodes coffee. So you could get a box with taco coffee. Oh, you joy. You could get a box with cotton candy coffee. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean um, Hula Girl instant. That if you get the that box, like you are lucky. Go, we don't have go t- buy a lottery ticket. I don't think we have a ton of those left. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Jenny's been drinking them all. <laughs> <laughs> um we definitely have a ton of Royal Cup coffee. Oh, so yeah. you're almost guaranteed to get a Royal Cup coffee. We, we may want to buy powder. like three um, boxes, boxes just to improve your odds <laughs> but you're going to be for ten dollars including shipping you're guaranteed to get 10 cups worth of coffee that's great yeah it's gonna be so fun. fun i right now i'm picking our subscriber giveaway oh my gosh it's so exciting i forgot to do it before we started because it's been a while and that is going to my phone <laughs> is clapping for you brian l you reached out to us via email and so we're gonna reach out back to you and talk to you about your address and then we're going to mail you a box of mystery goods and so if you want to also join just send us an email at hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com or send us a message on social media that includes a screenshot of the little check mark that says you're following our podcast and we will enter you in so congratulations brian congrats this is so exciting so i think that's all the business we have cool unless you guys have business No, it's summer, easy days. Marcus and I were talking about funny t-shirt ideas. I guess that's business. Yeah. But we'll we'll let you know about those when they come out. So I had this idea once that I was like, I wonder if there's like a true crime murder coffee out there. So I Googled murder coffee and I found something that was a little more disturbing than I was expecting. (laughs) Um, I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting something so murderous. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I have an interest in, like, true crime. I also, when I was in college, studied anthropology. So I have an interest in, like, skeletons and bones. Like, the idea of, like, regular dead bodies freaks me out. Like, decomposing bodies. Like, freshly dead? Yeah, I don't love that. Yeah. But I would love to be the person who's called in to, like, examine skeletal remains and figure out what happened to them. Mm. After they've been picked clean. You're like, okay, Yeah, exactly. Cool. So I probably could have been... Or maybe he still could be one day a you skeleton expert. Yes. I still want to excavate our barn, like cool. legit, anth- like archaeologist style, like wall it off with string and like go layer by layer. It sounds super boring, but I'll super hang boring. out and have a beer and watch you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would too. Get a little tarp and tent and yeah. let you go to town. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Marcus and Steph will be in the tent drinking beers encouraging me. I wonder if there's like a cow skull or something under there. 
I've always wanted a cow skull. What if that's like a horse burial ground? Because, I mean, it's a horse barn. Maybe it's a horse burial ground. Oh, my God. How big a hole do you have to dig to bury a fucking horse? Yeah, yeah seriously. A horse-sized hole, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a big-ass hole. What did they really honestly do with horses? Did they, like, burn them? I mean, were they really digging holes that big? Back in the day? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. Cremating it makes sense, but that'd be a giant fire you'd have to... That's true. There were a ton of horses back then, though. Hmm. Well, if if anybody knows how they... (laughs) (laughs) How they disposed of dead horses back in the day before cars, let us know. (laughs) So I think that like having an interest in like death, murder, or the grotesque is like a normal biological thing. Morbid curiosity, Mm. you know, like having an interest in that is normal. Back like 30 years ago, the scientist guy named Zuckerman, he developed a curiosity about morbid events scale. Um, (laughs) A scale. So when I was doing my research for this, I actually was able to go to some like scientific stuff. So I found this one scientific paper that was trying to develop a new morbid curiosity scale (laughs) (laughs) to kind of measure it. Our general population has shifted so much into morbidity that now they are like resetting the scale. Is that what they're trying to do? Well, I would argue that we are maybe less fascinated by morbid curiosity in some ways nowadays Mm. back in the day like that shit was fucked up like if you think back to like the romans oh yeah you know in like the Colosseum, we're not like putting people getting murdered by animals on display anymore that's a good point right yeah public flayings hangings lynchings lynchings was like a public display gross people were fucked up yeah oh yeah Back in like the 1800s, like Civil War days, there was a photographer named Alexander Gardner, and he was taking pictures of the dead during the Civil War. And this was the first time that photographs of dead people were like made publicly available. And people were fascinated just by like the pictures of the dead. He dragged a Confederate corpse from Gettysburg out of the burial line and then artfully arranged this body in a different place so he could take better and like more (laughs) grotesque photos of it the lighting was better on the other side of the hill or whatever (laughs) and like him taking these pictures like allowed him to like go off and like start his own photography business and like support himself as like an independent photographer all on these like death photos so i'm sorry these photos were like intentionally grotesque it wasn't like a way of identifying or a way of showing like the horrors of war it was like look at this guy's intestines kind of shit I think it was like a little bit of both. He started out just taking pictures of the of the dead in the war and then kind of moved into this repositioning of dead bodies to like get a better or more sensational photo. Mm. So he people kinda, were buying it. Yeah, so it he kind of figured like... out what people wanted and then <laughs> he was the only photographer allowed at the hanging of the conspirators of Abraham Lincoln's murder. Oh. There's a picture that he took of the people hanging under the gallows, Mm. and then all of the people, like, lined up on a wall to watch it. Um, And, like, his photos were published, and people looked at them. So, yeah, going back to that scale, it never actually really got, like, wide use because it wasn't really scientifically sound research that Mm. created it. But these guys who developed it, um, their conclusion was that that the driving factor behind morbid curiosity was an individual's need for novel stimulation and arousal. And they found that males scored higher on the Kame scale. Oh, big surprise. Yeah. And that scores on the Kame scale positively correlated with sensation seeking. Mm. Okay. This was back in 1986. So this was a while back, almost 40 years now. And most of it, he based it on like people who are witnessing violence. So yes, there are people who are like kind of twisted, who are like really into violence and like witnessing the violence. But in this article, this paper I was reading, written by Colton Scrivener. So this guy, Colton Scrivener, is like working on developing a new scale. A new new? A new new scale scale okay he believes that morbid curiosity drives individuals to learn about aspects of life that are perceived to be dangerous so it's really not about Mm. the violence and the act and like the end result the fascination is really about the events that led to the event happening so when you're thinking back on 
you know, photographs of war. It's like, yeah, there's the dead bodies, but it also kind of helps illustrate everything that happened during the war. And then it, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, I think, because, you know, you hear these tales of war and it's easy to be disconnected. But when you see the photos or you see the footage, then it makes it, oh shit, this is actually real, right? Yeah, they say that Vietnam would have gone on for longer if they hadn't shown so much on the news because it really turned people off from what was going on there. Well, and then it's proof too. Somebody can be like, oh, everything's going, you know, top notch and (laughs) we're winning just fine. Don't worry about it. But then, you know, the photos and the photographic evidence, Mm -hmm. I think there is like a line between sensationalizing. I know like criticisms of the true crime genre are people profiting Mm. off of, you know, the tragedies of others Mm -hmm. and not necessarily giving money back to the families that they're profiting on. So I think that that's a good criticism. But then on the other hand... If we didn't know that you should look both ways before you cross the street, we could you then put yourself in a dangerous position. It's like, oh, what happened to that guy? And it's like, didn't look both ways. Right. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like a, it's almost like a survival instinct. It sounds like where you're like, what? Yeah. So you can learn from tale, yeah. this dead person. Like, how to not be that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's the evolutionary basis. It's totally 100% normal for people to have these interests in death or, you know, disease. Yeah, things like that. But I think that there's, like, a lot of shame around, like, true crime. And I don't understand the psychology behind this. Like, the puritanical values. Oh, it's lowbrow to be interested in that murder story. Mm. But these are, like, it's why cheap, are they? Why are cheap they... thrills, that's why. But it's probably it... perceived that way. But why is it like, why is like survival considered a cheap thrill? Like, that's a question that like I kept thinking about. All you need to know about how to survive is right there in the Bible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't need to be reading these awful... What were the old magazines that had the um The, the Penny Dreadfuls. <laughs> the Penny Dreadfuls. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real thing, but I love it. <laughs> no, that's what they're called. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Well, there were awesome. like... There were publications, like true crime publications. They went back to like the 1500s, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was like huge. Um, British authors and printers, they were printing like every single crime story that they could print. A lot of times they were just like little leaflets, maybe like six to 20 pages, not a full book, not a regular newspaper. A zine? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it was a zine. <laughs> so they were printing like murder zines and people were stupid into them. Then they were like, there were ballads, which were like narrative Verses? I don't know exactly what a ballad is. What would be a what's a ballad? Is it like a little mini song story? Yeah, yeah well. is that like like Sweeney Todd? Like that was another penny <laughs> dreadful. Like that's where it came from. I think so. I love that name. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, a ballad. I think is just a song that's sung kind of like you can hear the words. It's like a I love ballads or okay. what I'm used right. to. Yeah, but what well, says <laughs> here? Ballads are cool too. I'll quote it. It says they were narrative verses recounting the dastardly deeds of England's most notorious. They're printed on broadsides. They're posted around cities and towns. Also, trial accounts were provided a broad swath of society. So, like, whatever was happening during the trials of these murderers was, like, published to all of the people. Like, nothing was kept secret. Do you have any murder ballads that you want to sing to us? You know what? I'll have to find one for you for our next episode. I will clarify myself with a murder ballad for you. (laughs) That'd be great. No, actually, I was actually listening to a true crime podcast. I can't remember what one it was, but they were talking about murder ballads in those mountains um, to the east. uh, Appalachia. Appalachia. And the Appalachia, Appalachian murder ballads. Huge thing in like the early 1900s. I will definitely pull one of those up and play the song because they still sing them now. And so they were always like kind of like cautionary tales. I'm thinking about like Ring Around the Rosie was Mm, about mm -hmm. a plague or something. And wasn't, I can't remember what London Bridge is. London Bridge falling down is when that guy took it over to Lake Havasu in Arizona. (laughs) Uh, Wasn't that about um, a war of something? I cannot recall. But it seems like little kids sing a lot of sad songs. And it seems like it would make sense to have the kids, like, don't forget that you might get sick and die. Sing a song and Mm -hmm. it'll help you remember not to play with your sick friend or something. I don't know how to avoid getting the plague. (gasps) London Bridge is falling down. Rhyme. The use of a medieval punishment known as immurement. Do you know what that is? Ooh, I've heard. 
part of it. Immurement is when a person is encased into a room with no openings or exits and left there to die. Oh, God. Oh, that reminded me of like Casca de Montalio, the Edgar Allan Poe. Vincent Price did a movie of it. These two guys are neighbors and he like convinces his like neighborly friend to like go down to the crypt and to find this old bottle of wine and then help him like build a wall. And then the guy like seals himself into this crypt. And then that's how the poem ends. Yikes. See, we all have a little bit of a morbid curiosity, (laughs) don't we? (laughs) Stories like that, even though you figure like horror stories go all the way back to like the ancient Greeks. In a lot of mythological stories and in the Bible, there's like a lot of fucked up shit that happens. This has been going on for all of time, all of written time, and probably pre-written time. I do kind of feel like this murder coffee company. Is this, this is called Murder Coffee Company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of, it's called the Murder Coffee Company. So you literally did a Google search. Murder you said, coffee. I want murder coffee. Murder coffee. And then the murder coffee company popped up. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Cool. Um, there's not a whole lot of murder coffee companies out there. <laughs> Just go figure. Fun. Kind yeah. of a niche segment. Um, <laughs> this whole company, this murder coffee company, their tagline is fueled by fresh coffee and true crime. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing is a vibe. You kind of have to experience the vibe for yourself to fully understand the vibe. Okay. So I'm going to try to tell you guys. So it's um, like, a, is it a lifestyle brand? Like, <laughs> I'm super into murder and I'm super into coffee. Like, is that what they're selling here? I, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. Like, so like going back to the beginning of the episode, like in everything that we've just talked about, I think it's okay to be interested in true crime. I think it's okay to be interested in horror. People, horror movies, people love horror movies. Mm-hmm. And that's not even necessarily like a survival thing, but that I think taps into that adrenaline rush. Oh, that's like the literal only subscription I have is to Shutter for like <laughs> streaming media. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. And yeah. It, like, how do you feel when you watch a horror movie? Cheap thrills, baby. Yeah, I so love them. Getting that adrenaline kick. Do you feel like kind of better afterwards in some ways? You know, it's like a weird, comforting space. These are like the movie rejects. And I'm like, these are like my movies. These are my people. Yeah. Yeah. You feel like a reject? I do. You're not a reject. Well, Aww. thanks, Jenny. I don't fit in with like Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I fit in with like you don't want to fit the in fucking with Tom D, Cruise, the D movie star that's like you know running from an imaginary like elf or something like that, <laughs> you know, trying to kill him. Somebody has to be into those. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's my people. What about you, Steph? Are you in? Uh, you're not a true crime person. Not really. I listen to one or two true crime podcasts that I found interesting, but um, I definitely don't like anything gruesome or scary. I don't like anything with scary music. I do not listen, watch scary movies at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, somehow came across a story about this hitchhiker girl in the 70s who got kidnapped and locked in a box and there's a movie about her. Uh, it's a whole oh, thing. I do remember hearing about this story. I like read the article and then I had like the exact opposite feeling afterwards, like a deep regret that I had exposed myself <laughs> to this <laughs> horror story. Like I don't want to know this stuff. So it's funny though. It's like I like horror movies. I like fake horror. Okay. And, but like I don't like true crime for the reason that I'm like, man, reality is so fucked. It's unsettling to me when I learn about the true shit that people do to each other it's fucking horrible mm-hmm. that's me. an important distinction i guess that. i guess i'd much if i had to pick one i'd prefer true crime over horror i really like i don't know what it is i don't believe in ghosts but a movie with scary music about a ghost is way more terrifying <laughs> to yeah, me totally even though i know uh-huh. it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah, I don't like horror movies at all. Last horror movie I watched was Saw, and I was sure and certain that was going to happen to me. I can't watch it. (laughs) I am more horrified that people come up with these demented stories. Every so often there is a murderer, which also is fucked up to me. But most of the time, like, murderers aren't doing Saw-type murder shit. So the fact that, like, that story exists in somebody's brain freaks me the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then just, like, the fact that I identify too closely, like, that could legitimately happen to me. So I had to go back to my (laughs) garden apartment that I lived in by myself after I watched that movie and not sleep for three Mm -hmm. days (laughs) Mm -hmm. until I emotionally recovered. Let's play a game, Jenny. No, let's not. (laughs) Um, I've always been, like, interested in mysteries and, like, Nancy Drew. 
loved Nancy Drew when I was a kid. Read every single one of the old school ones. And then there's like a series that came out in like the 80s. And I read every single one of those. So like even as a kid, I was always interested in that stuff and trying to understand the psychology behind it. Like how could this happen? I guess that's maybe why I went into study anthropology eventually. I was trying to understand like how these so then things how happen. So this happen with the coffee? And I'm pointing at the coffees. How did this happen? Yeah. So let me go ahead and read some of this to you. Murder Coffee Company is a small batch fresh roasted coffee company. We are committed to the support of true crime, mystery, investigative, and cold case podcasters. Most importantly, we directly support the victims of violent crime, and 10% of their profits are donated. The National Centers for Victims of Crime, the Innocence Project, Innocence Project. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. So important, right? Yeah, So it sounds like they're trying to do good. Yeah. Their bag is kind of creepy. Their font is kind of creepy. So it's like kind of going to the sensationalizing side of it. It's like a red. It's the word murder in red with like drips of blood coming down. Then like you go, like the, this one is called Turning Blue. It's a blueberry oh. flavored coffee. Oh, it's blueberry funny. flavored on top of it? That's funny. Yeah. I feel like they missed an opportunity to call it black and blue, but whatever. Well, this is how they <laughs> this is how they describe this coffee on their website. Strangulation, parentheses, strangling, is when something presses or squeezes on your neck. The squeezing may stop the blood supply going to your brain, or it may stop the air from going to your lungs. You will lose consciousness, parentheses blackout, and stop breathing, causing your lips to turn blue. Oh. So that to me, like, is a different vibe than, than raising money for the Innocence yeah. Project. Yeah. So, like, the whole thing. <laughs> and let's make it blueberry flavored. Okay. All right. There's a couple of stretch. I feel like Do you feel a like there's like. <laughs> a stretch to make it fit? Is is the vibe of this coming across to you guys? It's really, I can see how this would be appealing to someone. It is not appealing to me, but I can see how it would be appealing to someone. Sure, like if you're super into like EDM, maybe. (laughs) Is that where they press flesh? Industrial music. Oh. You know? I thought you were talking about like some sort of sexual act. Oh, electronic (laughs) dance music? Okay. It turns sexy. I thought we were talking about like strangling during sex. Oh, um, what is that called? I thought it was also an acronym. Autoerotic asphyxiation. There you go. Boom. Good job. (laughs) Okay. So that sounds like an acronym to me because it's all... Anyways, so like that whole, like reading that whole thing, like as somebody who is interested in true crime and you're interested in horror and you're interested in just being chill, (laughs) I feel like this makes me feel, like that description makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like, I mean, like strangulation, something that really fucking sucks, man. Like, we shouldn't be making a blueberry coffee, <laughs> <laughs> like, to, like, illustrate strangulation. I think that what's on the back of the bag and what's on the website illustrates, like, the difference between true crime and horror. Like, yeah. I feel like that description on the website is trying to be a little, like, horror movie. And the description on the bag is more of, like, a... Yeah, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I guess if, it, if it's cause driven and it's going somewhere like like it's a, there's a fantasy on the front end but mm-hmm. in the back end you know if it all works itself out maybe i feel a little uncomfortable do the with, ends justify the means jenny i feel <laughs> i feel a little uncomfortable with like the glorification of murder which is what this kind of feels like to me it's like sensationalizing it's kind of glorifying it's kind of what is it when you take something really serious and just like kind of make light of it autoerotic is six <laughs> but i feel like you could say that about something like law and order or i mean all of these things are just like taking a real person's real trauma and sensationalizing it regardless of how serious they're trying to present it you know i don't know i feel weird about it i don't think they're promoting death like killing people um, it, that's what I guess it does feel like yeah. a little bit to me. It kind of like makes light of murdering. Like, yeah. oh, then, we're like, going to strangle all of the air out of you and then pour blueberry coffee in your face or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't take that seriously because of the blueberry flavoring. Like, I feel like if blueberry flavoring is involved, like, you just can't take it seriously yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's got it. I a agree. Just, definitely a joke. Yeah. Uh, but then do we want to joke about strangulation? Because, like, as a woman and somebody who's lived with the fear of being assaulted my entire life, that freaks me out. Yeah. Well, why can you make a movie about it, but you can't write a paragraph on your website about it? Like, what's the difference there? 
I guess it's like the level of seriousness, right? Like, I feel like Law and Order, it's not a comedy about a crime that happened to somebody. Uh, it's a drama. It has a tone of seriousness. Okay. Like, I think like a, an appropriate level about se- of seriousness, right? I take issue with that. Because like, for example, Scary Movie, like... I think a lot of horror movies different? are sort of tongue-in-cheek, aren't I love they? That. Aren't they the intentionally? The humor in horror movies are yeah. so fucking funny sometimes. Okay. I don't know. I think it's in, I'm just saying I, I don't think it's awesome. I just think it's in keeping. I guess if they were like a horror movie coffee company, then it would be one thing, but it feels like they're billing themselves as a true crime coffee company. Okay. They're and not they're, like a fictionalized horror. Yeah. They're like a true crime. Even their website says, um, this is for true crime fa- fans. And it reads as a little bit like performing of the crime is kind of how that reads. I think that you're hitting on what the like the uncomfortableness that I'm feeling. Yeah, the glorification of the crime and the act of the crime. And not just the telling of the story. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. There's no cautionary tale there. There's no honoring of a victim. Like sometimes you just gotta fucking choke somebody out. Yeah. <laughs> Drink my blueberry coffee. They will honor the victim with the delicious flavor. <laughs> So yeah, and actually I think like talking about this kind of dichotomy of this like wanting to do good but also being kind of abrasive and edgy in a slightly offensive way mm-hmm. actually kind of sums up how I feel a little bit about the owner of this company Uh-oh. company. So I'm reading through whatever I can find on this murder coffee company. And it says they've partnered with the Iron Bean Coffee Company because the quality of their coffee is paramount. Okay, so Iron Bean is the actual coffee company that roasts it. Is that accurate? That's what you would think, right? Right. I'm on the murder coffee company's website and I take their company phone number and I Google it and it is the Iron Coffee Company is the murder, which is weird to me that they were like, we love Iron Bean Coffee Company, so we've decided to partner with Iron Bean Coffee Company because they match our values. (laughs) No one matches your values better than your own self. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it's a closed loop? Are you serious? It's a closed loop. (laughs) Okay. so, So this is just a line. This is like a side project for the guy who owns the Iron Bean Coffee Company. Okay. Who is also a very intense, in-your-face, I'm kind of scared of him sort of guy. Okay. So it's him and his wife. He used to work as a railroad supervisor doing something on the railroad, and he just had an interest in coffee. So him and his wife, in her childhood, there was a coffee shop that she used to always go to, and it was super welcoming, and they were super nice. So she just always had this dream of opening up a coffee shop. And so life, it's hard to start up a company. Mm. So they started doing it as a side thing, and then he was able to quit his job. It said like 20 years they were working on this dream of opening a coffee company. So they had a while to plan and save for it. I think it's now his full-time gig. They only started like 2016, I think, so not that long ago. But he has like a ton of followers on social media like 20,000 followers on Facebook Holy and like 15,000 on Instagram. He is mega into promoting himself hmm. and his coffee company. He is an intense fucking guy. Retired Marine Corps wow. guy. So he's kind of like super gigantic, super muscly. He yells in every <laughs> single video with incredible intensity. It's like... Uh, uh. I'm scared to even do this podcast about him. But he also... (laughs) And Jenny's kind of an intense person, too. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. He is incredibly... (laughs) And there's a lot of shouting. His wife seems very nice. (laughs) Like, just a really nice Midwestern Ohio lady. They're located in Ohio. He's an arm wrestling champ. Okay, cool. (laughs) Giant fucking muscles, like tree trunk muscles on his arms. Jeez. Tall, like bulky and he has like that short haircut that the Uh marine uh guys have but then like he's taken his coffee truck out to like uh nra Mm. like things and then is like got like some coffees on there there's like a gun one with like a ak-47 on there but it doesn't seem like he tries to get very political. He like bills himself still as like a veteran-owned company and everything. But what also kind of freaks me out, he has like what he's called the Iron Bean Nation. It's like a <laughs> cult of followers. They have their own Facebook page. Cool. Where they're all obsessed with mugs. Like he puts out these limited edition like 250 mugs and everybody's obsessed with them. If you go to the Facebook page, their names are Fred and Chanel Dedrick. They're like, hey, Fred. Hey, Chanel. Look at my mug. Thanks for my mug. 
Everybody's obsessed with the mug. I don't understand it. But whatever. Hey, man. Everybody's got a thing. Yeah. But it definitely has a little bit of, like, cult vibes to me, you know, where people are, like, super obsessed with him, super obsessed with his wife. They make memes. This guy, but I think he comes to like his business with like an, an intensity that also kind of freaks me out. Like he's like super into the social media. He's always making memes. He's always like putting his bags of coffee in your face. I think this guy's a guy that does everything to like the 1000th max. <laughs> you know, and I think it's interesting because you can do that with coffee, right? Like coffee, people like latch on to coffee and it's like becomes a part of their identity. It's like who they are as a person. So now I'm like, I'm a fucking iron and wine coffee bean no that's not that's, that's a like band. a band that is totally thing. the opposite yeah, of this guy <laughs> iron, in, iron bean iron bean i'm an iron bean coffee drinker i fucking punch stuff for no reason you know? <laughs> i'm into that that's the exact vibe yeah yeah of all of these people that tree looked at me weird i punched it yeah I like the mug marketing idea. I think maybe Modest Coffee should take a page out of this book. Like, I wouldn't want to just, like, be like, my mugs! Mugs, mugs, mugs! Yeah. yeah feels like you have to be, like, shout <laughs> at people. You know what I mean? I'm not good at shouting at people. It's interesting that this person and his personality are so wrapped up in the brand as opposed to it Very. just being, like, here's, here's good coffee. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, super intense, ex-military guy. Like, normally all of this stuff kind of, like, freaks me out a little bit because a lot of times those people are, like, intensely political, Mm -hmm. intensely closed-minded. But, like, I started really scrolling through their Facebook group. I started scrolling through his Facebook page, and he actually seems like a really kind of a nice guy. Oh. Yeah, he seems like kind of, like, despite his intensity, it seems like deep down inside he's kind of a softy. Hmm. He seems like, you know, he, like, has nothing but positive things to say. Every single one of his Facebook posts is, like, super positive. He had, like, a little post about the shooting in Texas of all those students. It wasn't anything about, like, gun rights. It was just more about, like, hey, all of the resources that we have in this country and... He's like, can we just please redirect our resources in this country to help people and to prevent things like this from happening? And I was like, yes, thank you. That's exactly what I think, too. With all the powers of the FBI and, like, the way they can infiltrate the Internet and you can't, like, stop these things, Mm -hmm. every single one of these shooters posts about it on the Internet before they go out. They did, like, a fundraiser for, like, dogs. (laughs) I'm like, you guys are so, like, wholesome and sweet. Despite the fact that you might be NRA members. So that, I think, is actually actually really cool what is iron bean coffee like is that also like a flavored coffee company or is that more like single origin type stuff so he says that everything they do is single origin Mm. but like everything they also do is flavored Okay. So <laughs> nothing like flavoring a single word. Yeah. So, but he does. Um, he says that all the coffees they get are organically grown, either fair trade or direct trade. So he really cares about the sourcing. I think, like, despite his like crazy intensity and his like arm wrestling, you could never beat him because his arms are gigantic. <laughs> My impression is that he just does whatever people ask him for. So somebody is like, you know what? I really would like to have. Uh, peach cobbler pie flavor flavor i love peach cobbler pie coffee and he's like all right yeah i'll do that for you (laughs) make it happen make it happen so i think that's a can-do attitude yeah so i think that's just his deal i think he wants to do good he wants to support the farmers and he just wants to make everybody happy it's like the complete opposite of i feel like we go out of our way to do as little as possible (laughs) we're like this is what we're the customers (laughs) we do we do these four things really well or five things really well and like that's it (laughs) don't confuse us with your requests right just don't do you see what I mean? Like, he looks yeah. like kind of an intense dude. Yeah. Oh, man. He looks like um, like the Terminator a little bit. You know what he kind of reminds me of? This is, um, going back to Back to the Future, it's Biff meets Arnold <gasps> Schwarzenegger. That's, That's it. That's it. He's Biff meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. But maybe, but nicer. like, yeah, better looking than, yeah. like, what you're picturing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's a bad looking guy. He doesn't look mean. Chiseled. Or anything. Chiseled. He- yes. He has a very strong chin. He looks intimidating. I would definitely take him with me down to Dark Alley. You know who he looks like to me? If you knew him. If I knew him. If I saw him in a Dark Alley, I would be fucking scared. (laughs) He looks like the 
bigger, buffer, older brother of Flea from Red Oh, Hat that's Hat. good, too. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> the bigger buffer, yeah. Um, and yeah. if you look him up, if you Google him, you can find all of his arm wrestling competitions. I think he might be unbeaten. <laughs> wow. Perhaps. I don't know. I'm making that up. But he looks like he might be unbeaten. He looks like he should be undefeated. <laughs> he looks unde- like he should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. I think he's just trying to, like, be happy and, like, live this life and just make coffee for literally everybody. He has a vehicle. <gasps> oh. Okay, now his vehicle is also fucking intense. <laughs> Whoa. It's like some sort of ex-military vehicle. That's actually... Oh, okay. Yeah, a little... I feel like it fits the... The vibe? Yeah. 100%. It's a legit food truck. Oh. And also formerly a military assault vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I will assault you with this delicious coffee. Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Um, So, yeah, he, like, bought that. That's interesting. It says, um, according to some article that was written by the NRA, it has a nitro cold brew kegerator, refrigerator, sanitizing equipment, various coffee-making devices, and best of all, a large American flag. (laughs) Best of all, it can survive an IED explosive. I mean, I think it probably could. (laughs) Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I expected like somebody with a veteran-owned coffee company, and this big intense food truck, and going to the NRA. Like I expected him to be like all the other people that I know of that are like that. But yeah, no, he's like positive, and I think that's really cool. cool. Um, so that's kind of like where I also find with this murder coffee company, this murder strangulation, <laughs> and then like we're gonna donate to the Innocence Project. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that there's any, like, thought that this might be insensitive. So he's naive with a heart of gold. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. From my experience, it's something that a lot of military guys have in common. I think that's part of the boys club attitude. Like, we're all young, and we're trying to have fun here. Yeah. And... What, yeah. what, is it like why are you getting a, your panties in a, bun, in a bunch? That's right. What's your problem? Yeah. Maybe I'll yeah. laugh so we don't cry sort of thing. Yeah, that's like, true too. Let's try yeah. to like kind of joke around about things that are uncomfortable so that we don't have to show that we're uncomfortable about them. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you laugh at it, then you're not afraid of it. Well, and I could see that definitely being a thing, like a culture thing in the Marines too. Yeah, I feel like I've never power. met a military guy who wasn't both funny and offensive. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But, but not like in a mean spirited way right you know right Mm -hmm. i mean i gotta say i love the innocence project like love what they're doing and so it's like all right well he can't be that bad right Right. exactly of all the ones to support like that's a that's That's a a really good one one. exactly yeah yeah i think you described the military people perfectly stuff right he's Um, a jarhead he's a jarhead i don't know what's a jarhead a marine oh is that what it is yeah I hope that's not offensive to Marines out there, but I don't think Marines get offended easily. I don't think they do. (laughs) Okay. Um, He's a jarhead, and the answer to that is oorah. Man, if someone threw a grenade at you at the farmer's market, you would just be totally fucked, Marcus. Do you ever think about that? I jump on top of it. That's what I would do. (laughs) I would save everybody else. That's the type of person I am. So he throws a ton of money. He's got, like, printed boxes. He's got all types of merch. He's doing all sorts of stuff all the time, all sorts of marketing. He's always out there. He's got this giant truck thing. So he's super into his business. But it doesn't seem like they have a lot of employees. It's, like, him and his wife. And then I saw on their social media that they had hired a guy to work with them. They have a podcast called Just Fucking Off. That's cool. Is it? Huh. Is it about coffee? It's about him and his wife just sitting there talking. Huh. I think they're catering to their fans. Yeah. Cool. A little fan service. They haven't had one since this spring, and then the one before that was like five months prior or something like that. Oh, okay. So it's not like a real, like, legitimate podcast. It's more like a just fucking off. <laughs> well, I like that. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, it seems like they're trying to do the right thing. They offer, like, veteran and military discounts through their website. There's, um, like, I guess some sort of verification like ex, like third-party verification that verifies IDs and then gives them a coupon code to come mm. back to the website. I have complicated feelings about war and the military. Mm-hmm. If you're going to support a veteran-owned coffee business, you could do worse. Yes. 
You can sure. do a lot worse. It seems like this guy and his wife have their hearts in the right place and they're really trying to do good things. So I really respect that. And they seem, like I said, they seem like such nice people. Hmm. Huh. Really nice. I read in one of the articles that like their Iron Bean Nation is become their community. And this community and this Facebook group that they've created online is kind of what they were hoping to create through a cafe space. So oh. it's outside of their immediate network and has now spread you know nationwide or whatever so that's nice yeah they've still managed to do that and if you go on that facebook group everybody's like really into their mugs it sounds like well they're very into their mugs they're very (laughs) into their coffee and very into like like the owners do interact with people and um so yeah i think that they've they've done what they were seeking out to do with their coffee company interesting yeah that's really nice and to create a coffee for anybody All right, well, shall we brew some coffee? Let's do it. Modest Coffee roasts the highest quality single-origin coffees without the snobbery. They take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip-pip, cheerio! All right, are we ready for the olfactory reveal? We are ready for the olfactory reveal. All right, so this is the Murder Coffee Company, an offshoot of the Iron Bean Coffee Company (laughs) that they don't want you to know is an offshoot. So weird. I don't understand It's like, so, yeah, just own it. Like, you know, it's like, hey, this is a We're a side project. Right, not like... We believe so much in, in what Iron Coffee does that, <laughs> know. you know, we really feel like they're a great partner. So wait, does Iron Bean talk about Murder Coffee on their social media or does Murder Coffee have separate social media? And is this guy marketing Murder Coffee the same way he's marketing Iron Bean Coffee? So Murder Coffee does have its own social media page, many less followers than the Iron Bean does. Pretty much all off-color memes about murder that I'm not really that into that make me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah, the Jeffrey Dahmer one wasn't really cool. Yeah, it was a little... Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like that one either. I don't know. It has time to be the entire marketing department. I can't wait to smell this blueberry fucking coffee. Marcus is like, please. Here, why don't you take the first whiff? Oh, please. That is wafting through the air. I can smell it. It's like a... Oh, like a... Like a blueberry... A little blueberry jelly. It kind of is like a blueberry jelly, huh? Yeah. Like you would find uh, sitting on a fruit stall or something like a, you know, a gym. Like an old lady would be like, here, try some samples. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get, I wish I could have found some information about like where their coffee flavors are coming from or something like that. But there was really no information. I do think it's cool that they really do care about their beans and their sourcing so you know that they're they're trying to do good even though they're putting some weird shit on it top definitely of the feels beans. like a joke like turning blue and making it blueberry flavored mm-hmm. like it definitely feels like a mm-hmm. it's a meme coffee it is the blueberry smell is intense but you can still smell the coffee yeah yeah it's not so overwhelming like that banana coffee you know it smelled so intense and so chemical and you couldn't even smell the coffee yeah like that one speaking of asphyxiation like that when you put your head in the, the bag you know and like you literally like suck the air out of the room yeah yeah Ugh. right so i'm i'm pleased that this one definitely yeah. seems like it will be easier to handle well yeah. in an interview i watched with him he did say that they flavored the coffees and then also sample them trying to get the flavor of the flavor correct so that's good mm-hmm. like he really takes it seriously his flavored coffee would you say he takes it dead serious <laughs> <laughs> yes it reminds me of like a jelly belly like the blueberry jelly mm. belly i do smell coffee with like a hint of blueberry yeah. yes agreed right so i feel good about that uh-huh just can't wait to get it in my belly my I'm belly needs some blue desperate for caffeine right now yeah, yeah. that's really funny well i want to like i want to crave it though i want to want to drink it because is that, that how, makes it more pleasant is that how you get to the bottom of every coffee cup? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um i don't know like when we did the elvis coffee i just took steph and marcus's mugs and i dumped them out because i was concerned about their health and both of them got mad at me yeah there both was a of lot them of- were like 
What happened to my coffee? <laughs> well, it wasn't the coffee that I was mad about. It was the whiskey. <laughs> there was a Look, lot of whiskey in those coffee. Alcohol abuse, man. <laughs> I was like, I dumped it out Party for your fall. own good. And they were both like, I was still drinking that. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there were a combination of factors at play there. First of all, we were eating the sandwiches. Uh-huh. And I thought it would be fun to have the coffee oh, next I'm to the so sandwich. Oh, I'm so sorry. But also... Like, it's not really cool to drink three (laughs) shots of whiskey at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning unless you have, like, a legit reason. Right. Well, I have to drink this for the podcast. (laughs) So, like, I know I could have poured another glass of whiskey, but then it would have been just, oh, now I'm just an alcoholic. Right. Right. I feel you. So. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for the disappointment that I caused you guys and any, like, mental anguish. I still stand by me forcing you guys to not poison yourselves. That was the most intense flavored coffee we've had right i mean nothing else has been that intense no also i did actually think to myself there's no fucking way either one of them wants to finish this (laughs) i thought my first thought was there's no way either one of them wants to finish this and then a little voice in my head was like but what if they do and then i was like there's no way but if they do i'm saving their lives Um, we appreciate your concern for our health. <laughs> Do you want to try this coffee? I kind of want to try this coffee. Yeah. Yes, I want to try the coffee. I think that based on the fact that of what I know about this company, what I know about this guy, what I know about his sourcing standards, I am hopeful that this coffee will be all right. Be not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Be not bad. Right. We'll see. I feel like this um, this coffee has a little hint of cinnamon smell in addition to the blueberry. Yeah, I smell. It's like a little cinnamon pie. Like a little, yeah, like a little spice to it. Yeah. It doesn't smell terrible. Blueberry pie. I feel like out of all the flavored coffees, this one's not so offensive at all. No, it's not too intense. Like it actually has a pleasant smell to it. Yeah. I was hoping you would like murder me with flavor. Don't worry about that dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Was there, um, in the strawberry shortcake doll collection (laughs) was there like a blueberry doll i feel like if you took that doll and like stirred your coffee with it you would end up with this aroma yeah like it has like a slightly plasticky from the 80s scent to it. it was it was just the like the sort of nondescript i guess it's blueberry it's definitely fruity if you tell me it's blueberry i'll believe it's blueberry mm-hmm. what was her name blueberry muffin oh, okay blueberry fucking muffin here i found one on ebay for 75 dollars like an actual vintage sweet mint oh. in box oh wow these vintage dolls are so cute they're super cute I kind of want them. Yeah. I bet they smell so good. Still, you think? Yep. They've maintained. I bet, I um, bet what, that smell lasts 50 years. No yeah, problem. Yeah, kind of like VOC, like horrible <laughs> like aroma. I haven't tried it yet. It's still hot. Too hot. Um. So yeah, this blueberry, this is for all of you from the 1980s and late 70s. I was more of a rainbow bright person. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Rainbow bright was the shade. Yeah. You think that is... Uh, Due to your raver days, Rainbow Bright was, was big in the raver days. Way before my raver days, but um, but Rainbow Bright was you're like fun. destined to be a, to the raves and gummy bears. Do you guys remember that TV show? No, yes, <laughs> kind of. That I liked a lot. I don't I know why. Kind of remember that one. I just remember they got some like fucking gummy bear juice potion that made them like go all fucking nuts <laughs> and like they bounce around and shit. I always like loved that whenever they got their juice. Did that like? That's really funny. Yeah, that's yeah. all I remember from gummy bears. This is a like marketing drugs potion. to children. Yeah, <laughs> fucking eighties. Yeah. We was, were destined to fail. I feel like that must have been the late eighties to early nineties because I do not recall any gummy candy. It might have been early nineties actually. I don't even know like what channel would have even been on. I think I think there was like a gummy bears tape that my cousin had. <laughs> I can't tell if I like this. Or if I don't. Oh. Adventures of Gummy Bears. Yeah. 1985 for six seasons. 1985 for six, six seasons. seasons. That's a yeah. long time. Huh. 
so was Gummy Bears oh, yeah, ABC I, or was that Disney uh, Channel? Did they even have Disney Channel back then? I don't fucking know. I don't. I didn't have. I wasn't allowed NBC. to have cable. NBC. And wait, NBC for the first four years, then ABC for the last two or three years, and then syndicated after that. Okay. So yeah, Steph, you don't remember? Look at these characters. Party on, man. Steph would have been like. They 20. were like. They were like. Oh, you remember? Um, that's funny. Okay, I do remember those. Okay. I I didn't connect those to gummy bears, but yeah, they were they were like they were like it was almost like Robin Hood I was of just the bears. Say, yeah. Yes, yes. And then it was like Rainbow Bright, gummy bears, and then the Care Bears. Care Bears. Mm. Fucking love the Care Bears love the too. Care bears. Sorry, yeah. the '80s had the best TV shows for kids. That's true. They were like legit the best. Yeah, that's true. There was not a there was like not a bad one. They were all hits. Which I found out. Later, do you guys know this? Is that in the eighties with all these shows? It's when they they the, there was a law that prevented um, cartoons from selling like products to children, oh. or from companies from selling products to children. And then that law got lifted, and immediately all of these cartoons came out oh. to sell products to children. That's funny. Yeah. And so Gummy Bears, Rainbow Bright, all of them had like accompanying product lines with them. Is that why they had GI Joes, Transformers? All toys. Is all that is that why there were no cartoons in the seventies or earlier? Yeah. Well, then it was like the Flintstones. Was the Flintstones in the seventies? I oh, thought yeah. they were in the eighties too. Oh, they might have been pre seventies. Like wow. Yeah. I was gonna say fifties. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so they had one cartoon back then. <laughs> yeah, Jetsons. It yeah, they like didn't Hanna have a toy Barbera. line. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. They did have those old school ones. Right. Wow. So. Huh. Interesting. You can thank capitalism for that shit. I prefer the cartoons that were pre that law being lifted. Mm. I would much rather watch the Flintstones than Care Bears or whatever. <sighs> Come on. Steph is I'm a little old bit. school, man. She's a little bit of a different generation than us, too, yeah. though. I am literally a different generation. <laughs> is this cooled hey, off enough? Yogi Bear. It has cooled off. It doesn't taste like it smells. I'm getting more of that spice when I'm taking a sip. I would say that what I'm happy about is that I don't taste the flavoring oil chemical taste. Mm-hmm. The taste is not unpleasant. It's not bad. I guess blueberry coffee. This is black that I'm drinking yeah. it. There's a weird bitterness that I can't tell. Is that the coffee or is that the flavor oil? There's I'm, like a weird bitterness. I'm going to guess that it's the, the flavor oil because I believe just like how Coke syrup, mm-hmm. they can sell it to the bottling plants and the bottling plants mix in the water and the sugar. Mm-hmm. I think that flavoring oils are the exact same thing. I think that they are the flavor, and when you add the sugar, it completes the circle. Oh, let's do that then. Yeah, so I really think it's going to need a little bit of sugar to make that flavor come out. I do have a little bit of sugar right here. Interesting hypothesis there, Scholar. That is that anthropology school that I went to, just learning stuff. This is actually a a little hint to everybody who would like to do correct research and just kind of get away from just the articles or whatever. Scholar.google.com will pull up journal articles that you can read. Some of them you have to pay. I did find out about one called JSTOR, and it basically stands for journal storage. So they just have like a collection and archive of lots and lots and lots of journal stuff. And some stuff you have to pay for and some you don't. But I found out that this JSTOR daily is like scientific journals meets people who have written news articles. So I found some really interesting information on there. So if anybody's looking to do research on something or looking to get some news, check out JSTOR Daily. Cool. Yeah. Well, the sugar and the oat beverage. It works in a cup. It's very, it's sweet and it's fruity and feel like an old lady just sitting on my back porch, like enjoying it. Enjoying a cup of blueberry coffee. (laughs) Definitely the sugar brought out the blueberry flavor i can taste that more now i'm still getting like a bitterness that i don't like that i don't think is the i mean maybe it's just the coffee yeah try it with the oatly i don't know i just added i added some oatly and some sugar and i i still have that little bit of a bitterness to stuff it kind of like sits on the like sides in the back of my tongue yes like a warm hug i'm not a huge fan of like blueberry flavored things to begin with but it's not it's yeah I mean, if you, I think if you like blueberry and you like a little bit of spice, like a little cinnamon type spice, I think that this could be a great coffee for you because it's not overpowering. If you know somebody who's into flavored coffees and into murder 
<laughs> yeah. So who is this coffee for? In my mind, a little lady in a muumu or house dress. Okay, I'm like starting to readers. get really offended right now what? by this description. Why? I literally have been hanging out in a muumu lately, and I'm you know like what? 30 years older than you. <laughs> I got um, my readers, but the, the one with like <laughs> the, the one with like the. Have you neck. really been hanging out in a muumu? Tell me about your muumu. Is it brightly? Floral patterned? House Did you Are we going to talk about the muumu? Because I actually got matching muumus for me and my friend Jen when she was in town because it was going to be oh. like 100 degrees so we could lounge around the hotel in our mansion. Was that moomus. the one you sent a picture of? I did send okay, you a picture. Okay, that's not a Marcus, I didn't send okay. you a picture. House it's slippers. more of a caftan. That is a caftan. That is not a muumu. Okay, well, go, okay, go ahead then. I just the want to say a caftan <laughs> is high fashion. <laughs> Loungewear, <laughs> especially that one that you bought. Yeah. Maybe I'll just wear it next week for our recording. Do it. <laughs> yeah. She's she's getting her morning paper because she still reads the morning paper, <laughs> and she's sitting on her front porch and she's enjoying this lovely, sweet, sweet end blueberry coffee. And she can't read the bag. She doesn't understand <laughs> what she's really getting. She just she's drinking it and she's loving it. She doesn't understand why it says murder on it, but it's just a yummy. Taste in cup of coffee. <laughs> right. I don't understand what they mean by turning blue. It showed up on her. Uh, <laughs> it's like shipped to her by accident. <laughs> she just started drinking it. <laughs> That's who this coffee's for. Unintentionally drinkable. I think that I'm fine with the with the sugar and the oat beverage. Um, that's fine. That's fine to me. I'm gonna add some whiskey. The the sugar brought out the blueberry flavor. The oatly helped the bitterness mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to add some whiskey because I'm, unfortunately, this little old lady is not <laughs> ready to give this coffee a not bad review yet. I think it might be better with whipped cream, though. Let me go grab that. I don't know. You're I'm, satisfied I'm with satis- this? I mean, like, it's it's not bad. I could, I'm embracing my inner little old lady. I believe there's one in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I put a big splash of whiskey in. Let's see what happens. I feel like the little old ladies in my family would be like, oh, I'm not drinking that. Just from like the packaging. Uh-huh. Just from like the bloody murder on the packaging. <laughs> I feel like they like, I'm throwing that straight in the garbage. <laughs> straight from hell. <laughs> Devil coffee. I am having a hard time trying to figure out who this coffee is for because, you know, like a blueberry flavor is kind of like fun and silly and like but then the packaging and the murder is kind of freaky and intense you know what this is probably for somebody who's like freaking intense but also likes to tap into their their soft side yeah like their soft i just like a piece of blueberry pie after dinner side so are you saying this is like for a for like a marine that's a that's like afraid to like really admit that they have a soft side? I think you know what this is definitely for the owner of the coffee company, but he doesn't seem to mind like being in touch with his soft side. He is open like his, on his posts on social media, he's like put up a picture of his son and he's like, "Here's my son. I love him so much. He's like the best thing that's ever happened to me." His son like tagged him in a post was like, "I just love my dad so Aww. much. My dad's the best." Aww. And I'm like, God, you're so sweet and wholesome and scary looking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, like, I could totally see him being into this coffee. He's just like, I just love blueberry, you know? It's so fucking good. (laughs) It's just so fucking good. It's got the intense blue. I love it when it's intense and blueberry. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to meet this guy now. I bet he's just like a real like sweet, gentle guy outside of social media. He's oh. probably just like quiet and like chill and super sweet. Although the arm wrestling, I mean, it's fucking hard to arm wrestle. <laughs> I have not arm wrestled an adult in uh, many, many years. I've only arm wrestled children. <laughs> it sounds like you're challenging me to a duo. Oh. Is that what we're doing right now? I mean... Maybe we'll save it for the Patreon. I can see <laughs> so in front of fewer people. Going on a power trip, just destroying five-year-olds. No, I'm pretty... Just crushing them. They're Who's the ones, next? They're the ones who ask to arm wrestle. Yeah. No adult has approached me and been like, do you want to arm wrestle? You're like undefeated. I'm sure if I saw you destroy a five-year-old. I, mean, I feel like we have like, to I do, do pretty, this stuff right now. well in my own family. All right, we can do it. Okay, I'll let's do, do it. it. You're going right. to kick my ass. What? I know it. You gotta turn the mic towards you though, Steph, so that you, we can still hear you. I'll give so you guys can the hear play me by play. Grunting. Oh my god, I'm totally. You're gonna. Steph has got. You're a hundred percent going to murder me, like this coffee. 
There's no way I'm going to win against you. I need a, a camera. I need a phone. My phone's Here. in the basement. Here's my phone. Jenny works out, so and Jenny also lifts 150 pound bags of coffee. I am literally the weakest person I know. I'm the literal weakest person at bar class. <laughs> all of these like old ladies are like so much better and stronger than me. They can like plank for 90 seconds. Well, I got about five seconds max. I don't even know what planking is. <laughs> All right. Are you ready, Steph? All right. I am oh, no, ready. I'm so scared. Over the top. Wait, someone's going to get hurt here. Come on, guys. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, okay, someone. Let me move the glass out Damn, of Steph. I'm so scared. Guns blazing. Steph, you're going to kill me. I'm so worried. Let's do this. All right. Three, two. Ah, see, I told you you're oh so Oh, my God. Fun. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you're cheating. That's totally cheating. <laughs> That's cheating. No. Oh, Jenny, you're getting wrecked. I get us done. <laughs> Oh, my God. I I told you I'm so weak, and I tried so hard. <laughs> that was not very hard. <laughs> I told you I'm not strong at all. Oh, you know what? You have impressive. a better angle than me. <laughs> oh, it was the angle, you guys. Hold on. Rematch. No. Switch chairs. No. No, Jenny, you just got, you got wrecked. Gosh. I just got, what is it called, owned? Yeah, no, wrecked. They don't say owned anymore. Well, I told everybody. Steph tried to play it off like she was humble. I have zero strength in Aww. anywhere. Oh, man. Mm. And Steph, like, sets you up, too. She, like, she's, she's like, so strong. I know. Great. I know. <laughs> she's like, you go to exercise class. And I'm like, you don't seem to understand. That was a head game. All right. Well, that was fun. Steph that was just... more fun than drinking this coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Steph did just play a head game on me, right? Yeah, she played you. Well, now I'm the one who's embarrassed that I got Aww. beat by an old lady. And I, I've also I've got video evidence. I also and got... a moo-moo. <laughs> I got video evidence of Jenny trying to use two hands and Steph still holding. You versus Fred Dedrick next. All right. Let's reach out to him. Bring yeah. it, Fred. Yeah. Bring it. Cool. I'm. He's finally going to be defeated. His streak is over. <laughs> well, that was fun. I am weak. I'm proud of it. I added a whole lot of whiskey to this coffee. Yeah. And that helps. Mm -hmm. And the whipped cream doesn't hurt. I think it really needs everything. For me to say this is like, okay, it really needed everything on the table dumped into this coffee. Still better than Elvis. <laughs> I don't think anything could possibly be worse. Yeah. This is a No Bad Reviews podcast, so it's not a bad review. But of all of the not bad coffees we've had, the Elvis coffee was at the very bottom of the not bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. They needed the most help. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It needed um, fire, but right. that's fine. Yeah, this one really this one I feel like needed a lot of help too. But yeah. um yeah, you know, yeah. I'm drinking it now. I got I there with only with only cream and sugar. I would I added the the gamut to this coffee minus the whiskey of course. And um you know, I thought that out of every artificially flavored coffee that we've had, this was probably I think this might have been the best of all the artificially flavored coffees Whoa. that we've had. Hmm. You um, like this better than the bones? Better than the cotton candy bones? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, cool. Well, there you go. Murder Coffee Company. Turning blue. Turning blue. <laughs> you know, not bad. Not bad. Thanks, everybody, for being here along on Murder Coffee Day. Um, Marcus did get a request at the coffee fest that for us to do a murder coffee episode. So, mm. yeah. Here you go. Here you go to whomever it was that suggested that. This is your episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go ahead and follow us on social media and No Bad Reviews Pod. Make sure you tell a friend about our podcast while you're liking us. I like how you do that. Be intense. You should just take a picture out of I um, gotta, like, this I guy's should, book. I know. I got to get a little more arm wrestler guy in me. I'm going to start working out, and I'm going to challenge you to a rematch. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to start lifting. And then if you want to reach out, reach out on social media or at hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com. You can go buy some summer merch on our store tab, and you can also buy a mystery box. And if you have a suggestion or a fun coffee story, go ahead and send us that message. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Stay safe out there, kids.
Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.